Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In this league, Podcast Network presents... Prospect One. The Fantasy Prospect Podcast. Prospect One. With your host, Chris Welch. This is Prospect One, the Prospect Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Welsh, on Twitter, at IsItTheWelsh. You know that, or unless you're just tuning in, maybe you didn't. Today, talking about the Cincinnati Reds minor league system. I'm going to go through my ranks, all the pluses, where there could maybe be some minuses. And joining me is a replay of my interview with top prospect Taylor Trammell. I'm going to be playing that here. It's about four or five minutes. I interviewed him over on the Arizona Fall League. He's a very interesting guy. Uh, he's very humble. You know, when you talk with prospects, um, baseball players, I should say. I mean, just, you know, we're talking prospects, but these guys are baseball players. These are people. Um, there's always the personality switches are so interesting. You know, there's guys that are super hyped up, um, big personality players, which, you know, you have like John Duplantier, an interview you'll hear with Cole Tucker I have. These are big personality players. There's some subdued guys like Bobby Dahlback was subdued. Um, I've had those conversations. But then, then there's these interesting guys like Trammell where he was very just interested in the conversation. You know, I wouldn't call him a big personality. He wasn't disinterested. He was just very locked with me, just very down to earth. It was it was such an interesting vibe. He was great. I just grabbed him on the field. He's like, yeah, sure, let's talk. And we're just kind of going. And, uh, you know, after the interview, he was just like we were just kind of reengaging about a few things. We talked a bit more. He was one of the more down to earth players where it wasn't like, oh, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Or no, I don't know. He just I was having a conversation with the dude. You know what I mean? And he was totally cool with it. So I've always been a big Taylor Trammell fan after the interview. It just reiterated it. A very uh, a good person, a good player, maybe even an underrated player. So you're going to get a little bit of that. But otherwise, I'm going to be giving you my ranks and going through what is a uh, solidly deep system. I think some players that people should uh, keep an eye out for. And obviously, they got some like huge, buzzy players you know, from like the first-year player draft and everything like that. And they got rid of one of my favorites as well. Jeter Downs, he's gone. I guess we'll talk about that. Check me out over on patreon.com slash army. 500 prospect ranks. We've got first-year player by team, by position. I'll have a bunch of uh, amateur J2 uh, MLB draft stuff that's coming as soon as we like get into the season. Um, I'm going to be hitting a lot of that coverage going on. You can get access to the Prospect One room, group me room we have. I do chats on there. Whatever level it is, you know, the sergeant level or above is probably where you want to go because you get the ranks. You'll get access to chats and stuff like that. And just if you want more access to questions or whatever from me, I'm glad to help. But uh, patreon.com slash army. we appreciate all the support. It makes possible for me to do crazy, insane things like multiple podcasts every single day for three weeks. Every single day for three weeks. Would appreciate all your support. One other reminder, in this league.com, the P180P mock. I just want everybody to remember that that is an available uh, resource for you. Go to the website, go under Fantasy Baseball and search Prospect One and just look for the article and you'll find this ADP I created for prospects as a top 200. It was aggregated from uh, three 12-man, 15-round leagues with industry people, really smart prospect people. And we took the, th- the results from all three drafts and we aggregated a top 200. Just to give you guys some perspective, and I think 
I don't think it's um it's a it's not gospel by any means, but I think it's a really good resource to bounce maybe your thought process off of, you know, or I don't know, you know, if it, a lot of you might like uh, the ranks that I do. Maybe you don't follow them word by word or something. This is something that's going to temper that. I think it tempers a lot of people too. You know, you hear guys like Eric Cross or Ralph or James or anybody like all of us, and we have our personal biases. Well, you know, when we put everybody together. Listeners who listen to everybody who do their own scouting as well and and really locked in fantasy people and as well the actual industry experts, you're going to get to see where it all lies down. I might There might be a tiny bit of a bias um, for people that listen to me and a few of my players, but if you, know, you have question marks about some of the things that w- I or they do, this might just level the playing field. So I thought it was just a cool resource. You can find it over at InThisLeague.com. Just check it out. Scan it as uh, you are uh, preparing for the 2019 season, which is like about to start. It's crazy. I'm excited. All right. Let's go talk about the Cincinnati Reds system. How deep, how good, and they're like 10 minutes from my house, at least the training complexes. Prospect one. So the red system is still very deep, though they did just make a couple trades. They traded a uh, two favorites of mine, Shed Long, Big League Shed, who I've uh, loved for a long time. Kind of, he kind of evened out as a prospect a little bit. You know, I mean, I think two years ago we were still dreaming on a lot of stuff. Uh, defense has been questionable. Hit tool kind of leveled off a little bit, but there was still power speed. He's a big personality. Shed is, you know, he, he's one of those personalities. He's done some cool videos. If you've seen the uh, Cespedes barbecue guys, he did like this, like this one handed home run derby one, one, I think at a fan fest type of thing. And then he did one this past uh, Arizona fall league in the giant stadium where he was playing. He did one with the Cespedes uh, barbecue guys and it was pretty funny. He's just a big personality, but he's gone. He's now on the uh, Seattle Mariners as well. They traded two more prospects. They traded Josiah Gray, who you're going to hear about in the Dodger system. And they also traded Jeter Downs, who I was, you know, big team Jeter Downs for so long. Talked about him just because I think he's just a very complete player, plus defender. It's going to keep him on the field. There's power. There's speed. I don't know if the average would ever be fantastic, you know. It could be 260, which could limit him a little bit. But I think 280 was a possibility. 15-15 guy. Maybe it goes one way. Maybe the power speed goes one way or another. I couldn't exactly tell you how it's going to go as he matures, but I'd probably lean stolen bases a little bit more. Just a big fan of Jeter Downs. And uh, he's now a Dodger, so no Shed, no Jeter, and depth-wise, no Josiah Gray. But it doesn't mean that this system took a big hit. It actually is still very strong on the top end. I have four players that are inside my top 100. Those four are just about inside my top 50. Now, the one thing that's going to differ with some people is what my number one looks like. I think a lot of people still have Nick Senzel, and uh, I had Nick Senzel for a bit, but I've teetered between Taylor Trammell and Nick Senzel on this, and I got to got to get a good look at both of these guys this past year. Nick Senzel during spring training, before he got hurt, I caught multiple games on. I saw him playing second. I, you know, I just saw him, I, I think it was third, second. I don't know if I saw him play short, and then he just suffered tons of injuries and then the move to the outfield started to happen. So it was just a it's a trying year for Sinzel. I think you know he would probably agree. Where Taylor Trammell, I mean, I don't think statistically there's no like crazy breakout. You know, we, we're not looking at him and we're like, all right, guys, we're building off of this forty stolen base, 
25 homer season. It's nothing like that. He had eight homers and 25 stolen bases. But I think he has the makings of being a, a special player. I, I, I still truly do, and I know not everybody's in that camp. But why don't we kick it off here? Since Taylor Trammell is my number one in this system, why don't you hear from him? This is me and Taylor Trammell. This is during the Arizona Fall Stars game. We, uh, a bunch of players are on the field. This was kind of in that same, like, John Duplantier and all these guys are doing this Bowman stuff. And Tramiel was just kind of hanging, and I grabbed him, and I said, hey, can you chat? This is me and Taylor chatting right behind home plate on uh, Surprise Stadium during the Arizona uh, Fall League All-Stars game, and uh, it's a good conversation. I'm here with uh, Taylor Trammell or Trammell? Oh. Okay, that's the, I've been saying Trammell, and everyone wants to fight me. That is Trammell. Trammell. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, so I'm curious about something. I was watching you the other day during BP, and I was watching your toe tap, and it just had me thinking about just the different idea behind swings where you've got a lot of front load, a lot of guys are making the adjustment to have that front load for power. Mm-hmm. I was just curious, like, what is your take on the most important aspects of a swing? Like, maybe what is the most important? Getting your hands ready. I feel like anybody can go in there, you know, guys, you know, there's guys that are just gifted hitting the ball hard. There are guys that are just gifted making contact a lot. I feel like I, you know, I'm a guy that can go up there and compete every single at-bat. I'm not going to, you know, hit, you know, balls 500 feet out. You know, I can, I can get balls out and everything, but I'm not a guy that, you know, you know. You're making so, contact. You're looking for Because you remind me solid, of. Solid, hard contact. Yeah, and you remind me of, obviously not necessarily the same stature or anything like that and or uh, type of player, but like Paul Goldschmidt. Like Paul Goldschmidt's not up there to hit the ball out of the park. Yeah. He wants to make contact and just have pure raw power. You remind me. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing that you have to do when you're um, when you're hitting is you, know, you have to get your hands ready. It doesn't matter what you do. You can look at any player out here. You can look at any player, what they're doing. The great hitters, the really good hitters, the guys that are, you see on the big screen every single day, they're getting their hands ready. You know, They're getting after it. They're, they're, you can do whatever they want in the load or anything like that. They're getting their hands ready. Do, I think that's the biggest thing. Do analytics play a role in like? Are you paying attention to launch angle? No, no, I don't. I don't do any of that. I just get. I just get my hands ready and see the ball hit the ball. That's you, the best advice my mom's ever given me. See the ball hit the ball. Oh, it's worked out. She's yeah. got, she should be coaching out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Defensively, mm-hmm. why are you so good? Like I, I got a video of you catching a ball on against that wall the other day. I think I'm not sure if it was here, and I tweeted mm-hmm. it out. It was here, and. And then the uh, just the other night, you made an insane diving catch over there. Yeah. Like, I, I have to imagine that's a huge point of pride. Yeah. Like, how, how did you get to that space? Um, that's a weird question, but it's just like, why are you so good? Like, that's <laughs> what I'm asking, you, know. Uh, you know, you take BP every single day. You work on things. You know how far you are from the ball. You know how far you're going to be and everything. You get everything ready. Um, you're prepared to just make plays. I'm going 85% all the time until I have to make that. You know, I'm mastering 85%, but when plays like that happen, I just say I'm in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And I just, you know, try to make something happen for the team. That's all. Is there anything you've been here working on? Like, yeah. did you come here with a specific thing? Like, I need to do this. Because I've, I've talked to Evan White with son about how he made a swing change. Mm-hmm. What was that thing? Yeah, yeah. My, my thing is, you know, my throwing, of course, um, is a big thing. And it's gotten much better. Um, consistency at the plate is, is still up there right now. You know, I feel like I can, you know, obviously get better. Um, reason I'm in the minors, of course, sure. you know, um, 
you know, I have I, there's just those things I have to work on, and um, you know, coming out here every single day, and uh, no, that, yeah, that's pretty much all. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, teammates wise, you're with my boy Shed, your boy yeah. Shed, big mm-hmm. league Shed, as I heard yeah, yeah. on in the instructs when I was yeah, yeah. Yeah, I live here, I'm here local. Um, but also, you're with a bunch of great teammates, uh, Andres Menez, Peter Alonso. Yep. Have you picked up, is there like something you picked up from somebody that you're going to take with you or maybe just keeping them and rattling your brain? Or are you doing the one giving them the, the stuff? You can say it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta keep that to myself. Right, you know, you got I've that. gotten, I'll tell you what, I've gotten to know some really good teammates. I've gotten okay. to really know some guys that have, um, guys that, you know, came out here that probably felt like they, you know, not even felt like that. You know, some other people in the media probably said that they should be in somewhere else. And everybody's taken a huge leap uh, without being a, you know, a jerk or, you know, you know, a egotistical guy or something like yeah. that. You know, that's what they are. Everybody is coming out here and they everybody has things to work on. And everybody's holding in it right now, and they're they're getting after it. And I think that I love that because they're guys that could be out here that's like, forget this. this, forget this. I don't need to be out here. I'm out here to work on stuff, and that's the attitude that we have. I want to tell you something. Uh, there's no single person I'm rooting for more than you. You're Thank one of my you. favorites, man. I appreciate and I, that. Uh, watching you, and the best of luck to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Down to earth guy, smart guy. He's comfortable where he's at. I've also liked to see that I felt like since there's on a fall league, you know, I've, maybe I'm just noticing it more. One of those things, you know, you start paying attention, you notice it more. He's just doing a lot more um, publicity stuff. He's doing interviews. He, he does some stuff with the Cespedes guys as well. He's a fun guy. I think he's a smart kid. He's taking the same kind of track. He actually reminds me personality-wise him and uh, George Valera are kind of the same. And you're going to hear from George in tomorrow's Cleveland Indians episode. You know, they, they kind of have this same, like, they're not getting ahead of themselves. They're not getting too hyped. They're just not going to get trapped. They're going to do their thing. So Taylor Chamel comes in at number one in the system for me. So I talked about it, you know, in 2017, I think what had people down was that he, statistically, he took a back step from 17. So here's his 17, which, by the way, was a jump from rookie ball, full season A ball, he had 491 at-bats in 2017. Remember those big numbers? 10 homers, 41 stolen bases. He struck out 123 times, but he walked 71. So 281 average, 368 OBP, 350 slugging. Then he goes to advanced A, plays all season, plays 110 games, which is 19 less than the previous year, 397, which is about 100 less at-bats, but he hits eight homers, Steals 25 bases, 105 strikeouts, 277 average, which is about the same. OBP is 375. It's better. His slugging dropped a little bit. He hit 19 doubles uh, compared to the 24 doubles a year before. Remember, this is um, this is 19 less games. Triples were about on par. Um, walks were about on par. I mean, here's the deal. Like he was on par with everything and made the pro. I think he made the proper adjustments. He just stole less. That was a big thing. He stole. I mean, slugging was down a little bit as well. And I think that's where the question is coming in. You know, I've talked to multiple people about Taylor Trammell. And I think a lot of people have the question that they're just not sure. They're just not sure he is going to develop into a special hitter. Maybe they look at that as plus plus power. Maybe they look at it as average. Maybe they look at it and say, I'm not sure if Taylor Trammell is going to be more than an everyday regular. I mean, that, that's, I think that's the assumption I got from people I've talked to. Maybe some of those are the case. Here's what I can tell you. Taylor Chamel will be a big leaguer. I know that for a fact. I think he's a very smart 
hitter. Uh, we talked about you know um, how he approaches at bats, and there is power there. I don't know if it's thirty power, but I think he's such a contact hitter, and I know it's hard to say this because his average has dropped all three years. He went from three hundred three to two eighty one to two seventy one. I think he's such a smart contact hitter that the power will get there. Now he might be eighteen, fifteen to eighteen homers, twenty to twenty five stolen bases, but he could also be like. 30 to 40 doubles, I think you could lead him off. But I also think you could hit him five. It's, it's one of those things is I think statistically he could alter based on where he is in the lineup. Don't be surprised if he's a number three hitter as well. I think the Reds are very high on him. I think another key that I would walk away from is that like this is a young guy who's not pressing himself and is going through the motions. He said something key in the interview where he's like, hey, man, this is why I'm at A. This is why I'm playing in A ball right now. Like, I think that is a very astute assessment of where you're at, where we don't have that with a lot of players. You know that a lot of players, you know, 18 years old, they're playing, you know, in rookie ball, and they're just like, yeah, I just, I, I want to be in the majors. You know, I think I'm almost there. You know, I mean, not everybody's like that, but there's an aggressiveness that is put on a lot of players, and players want to move through the system. They get antsy. And I think you also look at guys like, you know, Vladimir Guerrero, who are like a year younger than him and knocking on the door. So people make those type of comparisons where it's like, well, Acuna and, and Vlad got there. They're taking their time. He has put up the stats. I mean, 2017 was great. I think 2018 had all the makings of what we wanted. He hit pretty well in the Arizona Fall League. And I think you're going to have solid numbers from him this year. But you don't want to go crazy. And, and that's where this is where I won't argue from a philosophical standpoint. If you want to go, all right. Mr. Chris Welsh, you think he could be 15-25 with a 280 average? I can't speculate on the runs and, and homers. Is that elite? I might not I might say no. You might not think that's elite. So then why is he a top 10 prospect? Well, because I think it's it's floor as well. Like I, I mean, I think those are those aren't elite numbers, but I don't know like how many elite prospects are there right now? Like elite elite prospects? There's four. Like there's four guys that we could five. Let's call it five. I'm going to add Forrest Whitley in there as far as pitching goes. There are five elite players: Tatis, Eloy, Wander at that age is ridiculous, but we're saying it, and Ronald Acuna. You can't sit here and say that it's a no-brainer eliteness from Bobichet or Victor Robles or Royce Lewis or even Alex Carroll. Any of those guys. Yet we can we have our dreams and our hopes and what we've scouted. But those are the elite elite. I think Trammell has the makings of stepping into those shoes. And I think the stuff he has on the floor is good enough for me to invest, and that's why I have him uh, at number 12. I have him at number 12. I think he's going to be a very solid hitter. I think as he gets to the majors, that's when the power is going to develop, and he's still going to steal bases unless, you know, there's a system that they want him to steal less or, I don't know, injuries or something like that. But I'm a believer in Taylor Trammell. I'll stick there, uh, not expecting anything absurd, not expecting 30-30 or anything like that. He's not. We're going to just let him develop into the game. But I think he's a bit more trustworthy. Now, the question could come from you to say, all right, well, what about Nick Senzel? Nick Senzel, you know, the upside might be higher across the board. There might be more power potential, some would say. Um, stolen bases would be adequate. He's hit. Solid. I mean, he's hit 300 at every single stop, but rookie ball. And he might also have position flexibility. I mean, there's a guy that, you know, was a shortstop who can play third, can play second, and now he's playing the outfield. You know, so flexibility gives him a lot. And I'm not going to disagree with a lot of those things. 
You know, he's 23 years old. He's going to be 24. He did make it to AAA this year. He hit 310 with six homers and eight stolen bases in 44 games. If you want to extrapolate, you know, you could probably get uh, probably 2020. You know, 2020, and if you wanted to knock the average down just for argument's sake, you know, 290 with good position flexibility is a very, very, very valuable player. And I think a lot of that is worthwhile. I like Taylor Trammell's swing better. I like Trammell to hit for better contact. But I do think, and I think he's going to steal more bases. I don't know where Sinzel's power is going to go. And if he hits for enough contact and he does launch the crap out of the ball, okay, you know, we might get 25-plus power. Uh, I have him elite. I have I have Sinzel elite. I got him top six. I have him 16 overall. So, you know, he's in that mid-second round. I wouldn't hate if you drafted uh, Trammell and Sinzel together. But, you know, seeing these guys as much as I did last year, I don't know. The injury stuff was kind of weird. The, he had a vertigo, and there's just a lot of stuff that brought him back that it took him out of being a first-round pick for me. Also, seeing him, I think a lot of people kind of dream on that his power is really going to develop into, like, plus 30 and steal bases. I think his stolen bases are going to come down a little bit as he gets to the majors. I think he's going to steal a little bit less. Um I'm questionable about the average long term, but he does get on base, which I like. You know, he only he struck out in 2017, 97 times and walked 49. I wouldn't call myself bullish on Sinzel. I, I wouldn't, but he does fit the mold of everything that the Reds want, and the Reds have a very hitter friendly park. You know, they brought in players that have had flexibility, and um, they're going to give him a shot. They're going to give him every opportunity. So again, it's I'm trying to describe to you that I have just a little bit more confidence in the floor of Trammell just by a notch and that I don't think the upside outweighs Trammell's upside and floor. Does that make sense? So they're right next to each other, but I lean Trammell. Number three, though, here's the – we spent all that time of divisiveness between the prospects. Here's one, Jonathan India. Jonathan India is, for many people, the number one first-year player guy in fantasy in the um adp mock i believe he came in at number one i think he did you'd have to go look he was one or two and i've heard from a lot of people that believe he is number one everyone fell in love with his swing it's a nice big uppercut swing that looks like he could just smash you know i mean we're dreaming on 30 home run power again another flexibility type of guy that maybe he can move to second base he's playing third base right now uh, he came out of Florida. He really came on um, this past year uh, out of Florida, and he started really hitting for power. In his major league debut, he was okay. Uh, he hit 240, six homers, six stolen bases, walk strike. I just don't think there was enough to extrapolate on outside that like his swing looks really good. His pick, pitch recognition in his pro debut wasn't great. I mean, you got to remember, he went two different rookie balls, and he went to full season A, and he hit 261, 229, and 250. So 229 at full season ball. He just got overpowered and overwhelmed maybe a little bit by uh, pro pitching. That doesn't mean that he's not going to adjust. I think he's a smart player. He's going to steal. He's going to hit. But he's kind of like Sinzel Light at this point. But uh, first-year player-wise, people are making the investment on him maybe kind of in the respects of uh, of Sinzel. It is interesting how you get like a similar player that's in a system, and people just start making the comp. Like Jordan Adams, everyone's like, Joe Adele. And, you know, Jonathan India, it's like, Sinzel Light. And we just, like, continuously we kind of just go down that rabbit hole of comparing that player that has maybe a similar skill set to the one that's already in the system. And I just don't know. I don't know if India is there yet. To be fair, I haven't got my eyes on him in person yet. And I'll probably get that in the next couple of weeks. 
and I may change my tune. Once I mean, I've seen tons of video. Love is swing. It's, it's stupid. It's something that you want to invest in. I, I've got him top thirty-five, so it's not it's not nuts. Don't think I'm off on him by any means. He's just not my first first year player guy, and um, I'm just maybe a little bit more bearish than some other people. That's all. But he's still number three in the system for me. Hunter Green, number four. I've got just outside the top fifty. Love him personally. He's a fantastic guy. Uh, he's an incredible athlete and pitcher. You know, one time thought to be a a first round pick as a shortstop. You know, the Reds did mention at one point they would maybe let him play shortstop. That never happened. Uh, if I catch him, I might try to ask him again. Um, six foot four, two fifteen. It's a freak on the mound. He just like Kopech. I mean, it just reminded me just like Kopech how he just fires that thing in. There were reports um, actually from a player that I got two years ago and just your eyes that the fastball, it, it's pretty straight and they're going to be able to hit it. They're going to be, even if it's a hundred, people are going to be able to get on a hundred mile or a fastball. So it's going to be interesting to see how he progresses. He's been trying to work on his other offerings and, you know, I saw him in a game last year against the Royals. It was like Prado and Khalil Lee and he just lit everybody up. You know, I, I shared videos. You can find videos on my Twitter about it. He just lit everybody up, dominated every single person that came out there. It was nuts. I think he struck out eight and three innings or something like that, eight and four. He was absolutely dominant. He blew up a couple times in um, uh, this season in Dayton. I watched, I think, three or four of his games. One, he was uh, just ridiculous. His off-speed stuff looked great as he was working. He was making everybody miss on the fastball. And then he had a couple just absolute blow-up games. So there's risk. Uh, you know what? And I haven't been using my chart here, as I told you guys. I'll, I'll, I'll revamp with the chart here in a second. But with Hunter, he's an obvious strikeout guy. He's a five-upside guy. But risk is somewhere between three and four. And that's different. You know what I mean? Like a, a near top 50 guy to have that high of a risk. You know, do you want, especially it's a pitcher, like, do you want to invest in that? Like, I think Hunter Green could be a superstar. I want to invest in that, by the way. But I understand why people are, you know, a little tenuous about it or they have, trep- they have trepidation about jumping in and wanting to invest in someone that also has an injury, is missing time, and still developing some of his stuff. But I would cite guys like Kopech, like, you know, guys who. Just fling the ball, you know. Kopech has made it work, and sometimes the minor leagues are just about going through the process. And Hunter Green is one of the smarter kids that I have been around, so I have trust. I have trust in him, so I'm not worried about those offerings not uh, catching up. I'm not really sure you should be either. You know, this is plus, plus, plus fastball. Uh, the slider is the thing that's really developed, and um, surprisingly solid control as well. It's just that there's not a lot of movement on stuff, and that's that's the issue. I wonder if. Um, I don't know. I wonder if a trip to driveline would do well for him. I wonder if he's considered something like that. Like, you know, just seeing if he can add some uh, some motion to a few of those pitches. Maybe when, maybe when he's healthy, that might do him well. But um, Hunter Green, someone to invest in, in, number four in my system. Now, this is where things get interesting. We've, we're changing the talent pool as far as the Reds go. But I don't know if anyone else is going to really have this guy where I have him. But um, this is a target for me. Number five is Mike Ciani who I have kind of just outside my top 100. Everyone assumed uh, signability issues with Siani, and he went to the fourth round, but the Reds were able to make it happen. Uh, he's 19. He'll turn 20 a little bit later this year. He's known for his plus defense. Like, that's the deal, and that's where a lot of people are kind of, like, moving forward with him. Not not fantastic grades on his hit. There might be some power, but the dude can run, and he's just like a plus-plus defender. 
uh, in his rookie uh, debut, he hit two eighty eight with a three fifty one OBP, two homers, six stolen bases. He had nine other extra base hits of his 53 hits. I like Siani. From this stuff, now, again, this is not someone that I have got to stand and watch in person, but from everything that I have seen, I think there is, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it like plus-plus hit, but I think there are so, a solid possibility for a good average, like 275, maybe even a little bit higher, and I um, I tapped him as a hitter. I think there's power that's going to get in there due to that. I mean, he's a 6'1", 180. I think he's going to put on more muscle. There's like a little bit more of a projectable body. I think he's going to add more muscle, and he's going to walk into power, and he steals bases. So what's the low end? I think the low end is like 15-15, and his value changes if his average is down to 250, but if his average is up in the 280s, 285s, he might be a guy that you hit two or even lead off or something like that. Siani is someone I want to invest in, and I'm higher than most people in on him. So, you know, take that for what it is. Give me uh, Siani. I tapped him as a hitter, and then I did a half check on power speed. You know, so 15 15 is kind of a half. I think it's a two risk with a four uh, upside, and I clicked floor because I think he is a major league outfielder. Going back, by the way, the other guys, India, I clicked power. I clicked three risk due to where he's being drafted, but five upside with helium. Nixon Zell, I went um, half power speed, also checked hitter. Five upside, three risk, and Trammell is a five upside, two risk, floor, hitter, half power speed. Uh, number six, Jose Siri is uh, the outfielder who was just playing in the Dominican Winter League. He's had some decent results, but he had a, not a great season this last year. In 2017 was a year that everyone was building off of 24 homers, 46 stolen bases that was in Dayton, uh, 293 average, dropped down to 239 this year. Still had some homers, still had some stolen bases, struck out a ton more. I mean, he struck out 130 times in 126 games in 17, struck out 123 times in 96 games last year. So he struck out more, made much worse contact, power numbers were down, stolen bases were down. He also had a sub-300 OBP. His arrow is pointing down. That's a problem. He's 23 years old as well, and that was, you know, I mean, he got challenged at double-A last year, 229 average in 66 of those games uh, that were in double-A. So he has a chance to turn around. He's got all the peripherals of someone that you want to like invest in, but I have some questions, and uh, he's outside my top 200, but he is number six. Number seven, I've got Tony Santillian, the pitcher, six foot three, two 240 pounds. He is 21. He'll essentially be 22 all season. Uh, great year last year, 134 strikeouts in 149 innings, but only 38 walks and a three ERA. Uh, he's been kind of doing this. I think he's a solid pitcher, but I think he's like maybe a number four. He's not like a Luis Castillo type of pitcher. I think this is like a eight K per nine um, walk into some wins. I don't know. I'm not. I'm questionable about like if he's if his walk issue if he's going to become more of a walk issue guy. So I'm not as bullish as some people on him. I've seen some really high grades, but he's going to be 22 this year. Someone to keep an eye on in the top 300. Uh, number four, Stuart Fairchild, who um, I like. I don't think a lot of people like him as much as I do. Six foot, 190, uh, kind of a polished but maybe average outfielder. 264 last year, 23 stolen bases, nine homers. He um, He's a great swing. He's a great approach. I remember seeing him and Jeter Downs during instructs, and they both shined. Um, I don't know if he's a lock for being a major league outfielder. He might be a fourth outfielder. He's going to be 23 years old here shortly, but he's a uh, name to keep an eye on around like 300. Uh, number eight, I've got I've got Ibendel Isabel. Ooh, 
Six foot four, two hundred and twenty-five first base, twenty-five pound first baseman, uh, twenty-three to twenty-four this season. He hit thirty-six homers last year, struck out one hundred and sixty-one with a two fifty-seven average. It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing with a guy. He's going to hit massive power. Average is going to be a problem. Question mark if you know his average is going to be a problem enough for him to ever get a chance. But if you want to bet on you know thirty. 40 homer power, you could uh, you could bet on him. Number 10, I've got Tyler Stevenson, the catcher, who in 2015, there was talk that he actually might even be the first-round pick by the Diamondbacks if they were going to go under slot. Didn't happen. Um, he is, I think he's uh, best friends, by the way, with Taylor Trammell. I think they're roommates. And uh, Tyler Stevenson, he's uh, 22 years old, six foot four, 225. He's a big-ass dude. I mean, he's like a an Adonis type of a catcher, big-ass catcher who has got some big power in there. He's starting to tap into it. He took a jump from 17 to 18 homers. He went from 6 to 11. His walk stayed about the same in a few more games. His strikeouts went up, and his average went down, so he did the classic adjustment. So I think this is like a this is a big year to kind of see where he goes. What path is he going to take? Is Is he going to now be able to take that power adjustment and hit for a little bit more average? That will make him a viable catching option in fantasy. If this all kind of continues, he's going to be teetering down a little bit, but I think he's a super athletic kid to look at. Now, the rest of the system are speculative players. Uh, Vladimir Gutierrez is someone that I like. He's a little bit smaller, uh, and he might be a reliever, but dude can strike him out. I've seen him twice, six foot 190. 23 years old. Last year, he had a four, little under four and a half ERA, but he struck out 145 and 147 innings, walked only 38. And the year before that, he walked 19 and only 100. So there is control. There's fastball. There's some secondary offerings. He's got a little bit of flair, too. He's just lit up with tattoos. He's an interesting guy. Jose Israel Garcia, he was interesting as far as like somebody that people were getting excited about when he signed out of Cuba. I'm not aggressive on him. Pretty rail thin. Mixed results. Uh, I've got him like almost outside the top 500. Now, deeper guys, I am interested in. Debbie Santana is someone that I've seen a whole bunch of that I like. Six foot two, 185 pound uh, third baseman. Hit six homers this last year by hitting 250. I think he's got an interesting swing with some power potential. He's only 18 years old and he's going to be 18 all year this year. So keep an eye out on him. Jacob Heatherly, the pitcher, might be more relief, had mixed results this year, a lot of walks to strikeouts, but I saw him pitch a few times. He was interesting. Winnington Romero, another pitcher. James uh, Marinan, who was a, uh, a Dodgers prospect, pitcher, six foot five, 220 pounds. He's actually, he's actually very interesting. This could be a, an important year. If you're in like a super deep one, you could look at him. And uh, Ricardo Smith is somebody, you got to be like ultra, ultra deep, but I loved watching him pitch. He just fires that sucker in, but he didn't have a great year last year. Uh, He only walked 14 to 59 innings, but he struck out 49. Just a couple names to keep an eye out a little bit deeper on the red system, but you know, it's pretty solid. They got a guy like Miles Gordon is out there as well. Some deeper pitching prospects, but you know, this top like seven is the heart of it. You know, uh, Santillian and Siri are a little questionable, but Siani, Green, India, Sinzel, and Trammell, they're kind of near the top in players. I would say I'm likely to own Trammell, Green, and Siani most. And if I can get a little bit of discounts or cheaper prices on Sinzel and India, then that's where I would probably go if I'm going to acquire them. So Cincinnati Reds, solid system, a couple guys that I really like. And uh, just want to thank Taylor Trammell again for taking the time out for me. I really hope to catch up with him maybe in a year or something like that. I would love to, even during the season, just you know how double-A is going and how the progression is going. And he's someone that people are weirdly just kind of a little bit down on this year that 
that would be a, a jumping, a pouncing opportunity for me. You know what I mean? All right, there you go. That is the episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the Reds and Taylor Trammell. If you guys want to uh, support Prospect One, you can go get a P1 hat over at InThisLeague.com. You can rock that out when you're watching Trammell or Sinzel or India or whatever at any of the minor league stops. You can rock some uh, P1. Let them know what's up. So uh, InThisLeague.com, you'll see some links, and you can go pick that up as amongst all the other things that we have going on. All right, next episode up, it is the Cleveland Indians and prospect George Valera. One of the top prospects uh, internationally and, frankly, in the fantasy community is like a top 50 prospect. He's going to join me on the phone via the Dominican Republic. So you can look forward to that. And the Cleveland Indians, weirdly, they share a, uh, a facility with the uh, Cincinnati Reds. They both are in Goodyear, which is right near me. And uh, it's a very beautiful um, place. So I'm not sure. Maybe these guys are uh, familiar with each other. So I'm out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you next time right here on Prospect One. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.